What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Andrew Garfield and the Neil Armstrong biopic, First Man, starring Ryan Gosling and directed by Damien Chazelle. But I want to start off the podcast talking about one of my favorite actors working today. I would put him in my top 10 actors list, Andrew Garfield. What I find most interesting about Andrew Garfield is that we are living in a world where some of our greatest actors are having major successes in superhero franchise movies. What would Robert Downey Jr. be right now without Iron Man? What would Chris Evans be without Captain America? But then you have the other side of this with some of our other greatest actors who haven't had the best time in the superhero genre. And two names come to mind. My favorite actress, Amy Adams. It didn't work out for Lois Lane. But the the biggest name is Andrew Garfield and the Spider-Man franchise. It backward spiraled his career. He was on the up and up with movies like Lions for Lambs and the, and the social network where he played Eduardo Saverin, best friend of Jesse Eisenberg's character, Mark Zuckerberg. He was on the rise. And then, like most actors do, he gets the big role, the superhero, big-time franchise movie, the amazing Spider-Man franchise with Sony, not Disney. I think things would have ended differently if Disney had the rights of Spider-Man back then, but they didn't. And instead, you got one good movie in The Amazing Spider-Man and one terrible movie, in my opinion, Amazing Spider-Man 2. But it just goes to show that this guy just wasn't built to be the Brad... He, He wasn't built to be the Tom Cruise of the world. To me, Andrew Garfield is more like my favorite actor of all time, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is so good in these movies that have meaning to it. He's a different kind of leading man. I would never want Brad Pitt to play Batman. I want Brad Pitt to play these weird, quirky, sometimes real people like a movie like Moneyball. That's the world and the realm in which Andrew Garfield should roam into in movies, in my opinion. He's so much better at playing real people in the social network. That movie Lions for Lambs, if you haven't haven't seen it, is fantastic. He's just somebody who, like Brad Pitt, is a different kind of leading man. He's not Tom Cruise. He can't carry a Mission Impossible movie. He's not Henry Cavill. He can't be Superman. But what Andrew Garfield is, is a tremendous actor who is in things that have meaning. Sometimes these superhero movies, to me, are meaningless. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a meaningless movie. And yet some of the other smaller movies Andrew Garfield have been in, have been tremendous in the meaning. And he's worked with some of the best directors in town since he... Since he was fired, let's call it, from being Spider-Man, he has made some of the best movies of the last five years. He has made the first movie that comes to mind is a movie called 99 Homes about the housing crisis where Andrew Garfield plays someone who loses his home and then gets to buy it back when he starts selling other people's houses So he becomes kind of a criminal, not really, he's not breaking the law, but he's doing some shady business. And the movie to me is his best performance ever. If you haven't seen 99 Homes, I highly recommend that. 
Then in 2016, he stars in two movies that are two of the top five movies of that year in Hacksaw Ridge and Silence. Both of these movies, he is going up against, he's playing a character who has super strong religious beliefs. In Hacksaw Ridge, he plays a, a Colonel Dawson who is a medic in World War II who refuses to carry a gun and he just wants to save people and it is against his religion and his beliefs to kill another man and to carry a gun. It, it, it goes beyond his religious beliefs in the movie, but it's, it's a super powerful movie. I couldn't re- recommend that anymore. This is the type of movie to me which Andrew Garfield should be the lead actor of, in my opinion. He should be the lead character in a movie like Hacksaw Ridge, not Amazing Spider-Man. And in Silence, he plays a Jesuit priest in the 1600s looking for his former, I'm not going to say master, but his former mentor and actor played by Liam Neeson. Adam Driver is also in the movie. Both of these movies are tremendous because Hacksaw Ridge is directed by Mel Gibson. No matter what you think of Mel Gibson, he's a tremendous director. And then Silence is directed by Martin Scorsese, maybe the greatest director of all time. Andrew Garfield is testing these things that have meaning. 99 Homes is about what would you do to become rich and successful? Would you give up your morals? Hacksaw Ridge is staying on your religious beliefs. Silence is staying on your religious beliefs. Then he also made a movie called Breathe where he plays one of the first successful polio patients ever to live past the 12 years. That's a tremendously emotional movie. It's more of a funny type of movie. He can fit into so many different genres. I just don't think he was built for those big studio blockbuster movies. He's not Tom Cruise. He's more of a Brad Pitt to me. Fitting in these weird, quirky, really good movies. Like Hacksaw Ridge made a lot of money. That's the type of movie I want to see Andrew Garfield in. The reason the Spider-Man movies didn't work for me is not his fault. It's just he doesn't work in that world. I think sometimes the superhero genre films... Have that he's not the first guy. George Clooney was made a fool of by Batman, and Andrew Garfield was not made a fool of by Spider Man. But it clearly didn't work out for him in the long run. And I just think some of our greatest actors have really benefited from superhero movies. Andrew Garfield is just not one of those actors. He is a tremendous actor. He is in my top ten actors. He is one of the best actors working today. I'd rather make him. Make I would rather see him make movies to me that have meaning, like the ones I mentioned. So if you haven't seen these Andrew Garfield movies, these are the top Andrew Garfield movies to me. 99 Homes, Hacksaw Ridge, Silence, Breathe. And if you really haven't seen The Social Network, that's some of his best work right there. There's also Silence for Lambs. This is a guy who's going to make movies that have meaning to it. He is testing the boundaries of acting and emotion and all of that nonsense. He's not masculine type of actor. Again, he's not gonna, I don't wanna see him beating people up in these movies. I want to see him challenge subjects that have meaning like religion, like housing market crisis, like diseases like he didn't breathe. There's just so much there for Andrew Garfield to do. 
And I think he's going to be the type of guy who has 20 great movies under his belt. I do not want to see him in the next Mission Impossible or Spider-Man or Superman or whatever superhero movie he is. All in all, Andrew Garfield is one of the best actors working use to make great and satisfying work. Switching gears, I want to talk about First Man, the biopic of Neil Armstrong directed by Damien Chazelle and starring Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. This movie reunites Chazelle and Gosling, who created the the hit movie, and one of my favorite movies of all time, La La Land. This is very different from La La Land, and I'm very happy that it's different from La La Land. So the movie tracks the seven years that Neil Armstrong joined NASA in 1961 to the time he went to the moon in 1969. So there's an eight-year period here that really the movie deals with about Armstrong's life. You don't go further and you don't go backwards than those eight-year periods, which are probably the biggest eight-year period of his life. So it, again, I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the best performance of the movie. Let's start off with the good. All right, let's start off with this. Ryan Gosling plays an introverted Neil Armstrong. I think this works. Uh, this is what I want from my movie stars. I know a lot of people always just want to see charming Ryan Gosling from the nice guys and from movies like Blue Valentine or Crazy Stupid Love. And I get that. The Big Short. We all, I enjoy La La Land's Ryan Gosling of charm and wit. But I also like to see, like if you've seen Blade Runner 2049, he plays this kind of guy. He's really good at playing introverted at times, and I'm okay with that. This is this reminded me of Ryan Gosling in Drive, this type of performance. And I know he's playing Neil Armstrong, but let's be honest. Ryan Gosling has no idea what Neil Armstrong was really like. So he's kind of playing one of those introverted characters that we've seen him play again and again. But I enjoyed this performance. Like, I did. I I bought him as Neil Armstrong. I This is probably how Neil Armstrong was, was as a person. He didn't want to be a celebrity. So for all these people out there mad that Ryan Gosling wasn't excited or charming and witty i mean he signed up to play neil armstrong he didn't sign up again to play sebastian from la la land he wasn't going to break out in a song and there's not a lot of great dialogue in this movie but i think he did with it what need to be done and he it's not one of my top five Ryan Gosling performances, but I think it lived up to what I thought it was going to be, and I think even there were parts of it that I thought were better than I thought it was going to be. I think Ryan Gosling really this he, this was a good this was a good solid Ryan Gosling performance. Where if I watch it again, I'd probably like it better the second time because I will admit the first time you're watching, you're like, wow, there's really not a lot that this guy said about anything about this movie but overall i thought it was a good performance another good of this movie the supporting actors in this movie jason clark kyle chandler claire foy and Corey stole all play really good supporting roles especially claire foy who plays his wife janet and Corey stole who plays buzz aldrin those are the two key supporting roles in this movie 
the way that Stoll plays Aldrin kind of makes him look like a bad guy. Like, there you have introverted, humble Neil Armstrong played by Gosling. And Stoll plays Bud Aldrin as this ego-driven, wants to be the first guy on the moon because he wants the honor. Now, I have no idea how Buzz Aldrin feels about his portrayal in this movie, but it kind of was weird, and I kind of enjoyed it. Now, Claire Foy as Janet, listen, I've never seen a minute of The Crown. It's a, it's a show I'm probably going to watch, so I don't really know that. I've never, I've seen Claire Foy in Breathe, and I've seen Claire Foy in this, and I've enjoyed her both times. I thought she was really good in this. There wasn't a lot to do for her character, but again, I thought it was a strong performance do I think that they kind of lack chemistry? I do. I think it was two really good performances. They just never really clicked together. I think that's not a bad of the movie, but I just don't think... Listen, I want every Ryan Gosling love interest to be played by Emma Stone. That's just me from my days of watching Crazy Stupid Love and Gangster Squad and La La Land. And I know that's not how the movie business works. But I, if it's not Emma Stone, I'm not going to be sold on the love interest. Or Rachel McAdams, if you want to go back to The Notebook. Like, he's had other good love interests. I just think there was not a lot of great chemistry between the two of them. But, but they were both solid performances by Gosling and by Foy. I just didn't think they didn't feel... I don't know if the coldness was how the marriage was or it's just that they lack chemistry overall. That's something I kind of would want to know more about overall with the movie. Another thing that I really like was the emotional backstory about what drove Neil Armstrong to the moon. Now, I'm not going to spoil this movie for you, so if you don't know Neil Armstrong's story, I'm not going to do that. But I really enjoyed that there was an emotional story to why he went to the moon. Because it would have been one thing if Ryan Gosling played an introverted Neil Armstrong who was just good at going to the moon. Because if that were the movie, we'd all be bored about this guy who's just good at going into space. There needed to be something there. And I think people my age don't quite realize that he went through some horrifying life tragedies in his life. There are two key deaths in this movie that drive Neil Armstrong to the moon. One is a personal, well, they're both personal, but one drives him to become more successful, and the other one literally gets him the job to the moon. I think that's fascinating, and I think that's what makes this movie good. Because, to be honest, just a guy who's good at going to the moon in 2019 isn't that interesting as maybe it should be. I don't know if that's just me. I need the emotional backstory to make me want to sit down for two hours and 20 minutes and enjoy this movie. And I think it worked beautifully. Another thing I really liked about this movie is, again, the timeline. From when he got to NASA, 61 to 69. I enjoyed that timeline. It was thorough. I understood where we were every single moment of the movie. We had the Gemini 8 launch. We had the Apollo 11, which is the trip to the moon. If they didn't tell me that, I would have no idea what was going on. I needed to be spoon-fed where we were, what year it was, what's happening now. And I think the movie did a beautiful job of doing so. Maybe this is the thing I love most about this movie. It de-romanticized the idea of space travel better than any space movie I've ever known. Listen, I'm a huge sci-fi fan.
I think there's a lot of us who watch a lot of sci-fi and go, wow, space travel sounds amazing. This movie, again, de-romanticizes that idea that space travel is easy and that it's beautiful. These were two, these were people jammed into a tiny spaceship, basically. Not a spaceship, but you get what I'm saying. A shuttle. It's not comfortable. The conditions were not good. This wasn't a dream scenario for these guys. I think this movie does a really good job of being realistic about what it was like to actually travel in space better than other movies. Apollo 13 kind of did it too, but I think this movie did it better with what the conditions were. And show Damien Chazelle showed the audience what it was like in 1969 to go to the moon. And it you you literally had moments where you were thinking, I'm glad I didn't go to the moon. Because I think a lot of us want to go to the moon. But I think this movie shows you it's not as easy as a guy just goes on a ship and flies off to the moon. There was train to it. People lost their lives. I just thought it de-romanticized the idea of space travel. And the last thing that I really liked about this movie is the ending. There's a scene between Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy that I really enjoyed. I just think Damien Chazelle is the master, the all-time master of ending a movie. Let's talk about the ending of Whiplash. Miles Teller playing the concert in front of of his teacher, J.K. Simmons. That ending was amazing. The amazing drum solo. La La Land had the twist ending of showing you what life would have been if Sebastian and Emma Stone's character got together. And then this movie, another epic ending. This is a filmmaker who people need to pay attention to. He is one of the best directors around. I love all three of his movies. Whiplash, La La Land, and now this. These are three of the all-time best movies for a director to begin his career with. If you are not on the Damien Chazelle train by now, you're missing out. Again, in this world where these superhero movies are dominating... He has made free films that are just epic in scale that have nothing to do with fighting or violence or beating down a bad guy. Whiplash, La La Land, and First Man are better than any Marvel movie you will ever see. I'm putting that out there. And lastly, the best performance goes to Ryan Gosling. As as Neil Armstrong, I just thought it was a powerful performance in that the... I, I get it. We want to, again, we want to see Charming, Notebook, Ryan Gosling build a house for a girl. But instead, we saw an introverted Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong build a trip to go to the moon. And I thought that was just as interesting as that. I want to see my actors do different things. And I think Ryan Gosling's career to this point has been interesting. In my vote, he is the best actor working in Hollywood today. Let's look at his last few films. Nice Guys, The Big Short, La La Land, and First Man. Those are four different categories of films. Those are four different genres. Nice Guys and Nice Guys in the Big Short are comedies. La La Land's a musical. 
First Man is a drama biopic. This guy is doing, in my mind, what actors are supposed to do, taking risk. I, I'm looking forward to what Ryan Gosling's going to do. Oh, I also forgot Blade Runner 2049, a sci-fi movie in there. This guy is going across genres, and I don't want to see him in a superhero movie because he's... I'm just sorry. I don't... The show... It, I don't want to see Gosling and I don't want to see Andrew Garfield in these big superhero movie epics. They are two of the best working today. First Man, I couldn't recommend it more. And Andrew Garfield and Ryan Gosling are two of the best actors in Hollywood today. Get on board with these people. Get on board with these movies. The the whole drama of First Man and the Flag, it was nonsense. It's one of the best movies of 2018, period. And I want to see Gosling and Chazelle make more movies together because La La Land and First Man are two of the best movies I've seen, period. Especially La La Land. La La Land's in my top five. If you don't like La La Land, you're just a miserable, miserable person. That is a beautiful movie about L.A. That is the best L.A. movie ever. Ever. That was the best Los Angeles movie ever. Go see First Man. You should see First Man. That's all I have to say about that. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week I put the spotlight on Andrew Garfield and the Neil Armstrong biopic First Man. Next week, I put the spotlight on Spike Lee-directed film Black Klansman and the Jonah Hill-directed drama Mid-90s. Tune in for that next Thursday. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the podcast. And please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. (laughs) 